0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 5, Episode 18 as the new york rangers have fallen in regulation uh to the dallas stars as predicted on the podcast but we are bouncing back currently tonight against the pittsburgh penguins in what seems to be a defensive battle uh both goalies playing uh good hockey and the rangers are clinging on to a one nothing lead uh but they they have their chances so yeah, uh, a, a quick turnaround. Uh, they got the memory of a goldfish, and are playing some good hockey against a um, a penguin team that, although they might not be at the top of the standings, are always going to be a pain uh, to play against, uh, especially because their top players just, um, you know, are clutch and always find ways to uh, keep themselves in games. So, uh, like always, I got to start the podcast with Andy. How are you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing good. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. If you're listening to this Thursday morning on a... What's up? I said, that's right. It is Thanksgiving. I totally (laughs) forgot to stop. So if you're listening to this uh, on the day, maybe you're in the car traveling to wherever you're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, we're happy to be with you on Thanksgiving because we're obviously thankful for all of the people that listen to this podcast. And um, yeah, I'm obviously... also off the hop thankful for my co-host James who is always so good when I unfortunately have a, com- a scheduling commitment that he uh he you know more than picks up the slack if anything he carries us but and yeah, yeah most of all I'd say this so far this season I'm, I'm really maybe Peter Laviolette I'm the most thankful for because <laughs> he's got the Rangers playing the right way and I mean it, for us to'd be feeling like this coming off of a loss is pretty is it says a lot about how good this team has been you know what I mean um and yeah I would say that that loss the Rangers were due for a loss and they looked like they were in control of the game early on but you just knew on the road Dallas being pissed off with the result they had uh, getting embarrassed in the tail end of that game against Colorado that they were once they were going to keep pushing and pushing and the Rangers yeah they just just didn't look their sharpest and their third pairing had a lot of trouble. Cause I, I think th- there is a world where the Rangers win that game. If Adam Fox is still in the lineup, you know what I mean? So, um, but you know, it just, it was what it was. And I, I don't think the Rangers got, obviously it looked a lot worse than it was based on. Oh, Kreider just absolutely buried Latang, which is nice. Um, sorry. I, we're actually recording this in the third period with the Rangers. Like James said, nursing that one goal lead, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I, I I think honestly that for the Rangers were due for a loss, and they're they're right back to playing a good brand of hockey. So I think we can just kind of chalk it as a yeah scheduled loss. It happens sometimes. Well, there was one takeaway. I think I think you should have picked up on the
1: takeaway. I think from the game. I I don't know if you were able to watch the the whole thing or anything like that. But um, I, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to to guess what
0: my one big takeaway was from that game. Hmm. James's big takeaway from that game. Yeah. Is it about a single player? Yeah. Is it about uh Zach Jones? Nope. I think you'll be surprised about who it is. Is it about Mika Zabandajad? No. Is it about Igor? I'll give you a hint. Non-ranger. Oh, uh is it about nils lundquist <laughs> it is not it is not okay. all right so someone in dallas clearly right uh, yes is it about jason robertson no it is not is it about tyler sagan <laughs> no you... jb ben <laughs> need i go on uh, the goaltender mr uh, wedgwood that's right Sco- scotty X, w, w.
1: ex new jersey devil and you know you're talking to our obviously um our friend the Gibby, uh, you know, how does it feel to have, you know, Wedgwood go onto the Dallas Stars? And, you know, obviously he's playing a backup role, but, you know, just to see his numbers this season, it's, it's he's been pretty solid. And, you know, I, I just look at the devil's goaltending and even tonight being down four nothing against the Detroit Red Wings, even running uh, Vanacek out there, man, it's just, it's just one of those situations where you know you know there was obviously the rumors were swirling that they might be in for a hell of a buck or something like that but uh you know seeing a guy like Wedgwood have success elsewhere uh, and seeing you know having New Jersey fans maybe look at that and be a little bitter uh kind of you know warms me up a little bit Andy so uh, <laughs> yeah that was my one big takeaway was you know that he's a very solid goalie Uh, He is a uh, uh, obviously an ex-New Jersey Devil, and uh, I wish him the best of luck the rest of the season as the New Jersey Devils have to uh, uh, find ways to outscore their their problems. So, yeah, uh, that was my big takeaway. So (laughs) I don't know if you agree with that or or not. But yeah, just kind of screw the Devils.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, as we're recording this, like James said, they're currently getting uh their their stuff pumped in by the Detroit Red Wings and uh yeah their goaltending has really sunk them this year obviously combined with maybe not so good reads in their own defensive zone but um uh, yeah it's just i think it's one of those things where you know i think especially a team like Dallas with having Ottinger who is so incredible already some teams, they're just, you know, and even the Rangers. I mean, just the play they're getting, their good defensive play combined with the play of Jonathan Quick and Igor, obviously. And even right now, Igor not maybe being after that injury and coming back and not being his sharpest self, uh, which I'm not worried in the slightest. I think he'll get back into a, a rhythm soon. You know what I mean? But yeah, just some teams. You know, Devils are right now they're stuck with two underperforming goaltenders. And then there's teams that have, you know, two goaltenders that are, you know, can both get the job done for them and do work for them. Listen, goaltending as, you
1: know, I would say about five, like during Lundquist's era, you could really, I I felt goaltending was a little overrated. Uh, I felt like the Rangers, you know, being led by their goalie was Uh, not a mistake but just kind of the wrong way on how to win go about a stanley cup championship team but you know looking at the nhl right now uh you kind of need two solid goaltenders it's just it's not enough just to have one you need two that can um you know alternate and then you know you kind of have to have a fresh uh a fresh goalie for the playoffs and even in the playoffs i mean i I don't know. I could be totally off base with this, but I just feel like over the last couple of seasons, you've really seen a bunch of uh, teams uh, just swap goalies. I mean, look at our series against the New Jersey devils. Vanacek just didn't have it against the Rangers. They made the move to uh, put akir Schmidt in and he was just a, uh, just lights out and was a complete stonewall against us. And then, you know, he went next round Vanacek got the opportunity because he was struggling against the Carolina hurricane. So, uh yeah the benefit of having two solid goaltenders and and you know i i think just takes the pressure off the team uh you know especially when the backup is playing Uh, i think it's important and especially for a team like the rangers who you know i know Igor wants to play but i think it's really important to have balance there and then you know have a a fresh goaltender going into the playoffs so uh andy you know i gotta ask you are, are you know looking now At Quick and it's kind of clear that it's not just a you know I won't say beginner's luck because he's obviously not a beginner but we're kind of past the point where uh we would have saw him struggle especially because he had to fill in full-time uh for Igor and you know even playing a game tonight against Pittsburgh he looks solid so uh what's your take on you know John Quick you know are you a a lot more confident in him now than you were let's just say a, a couple starts into the season
0: yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I said it a few podcasts ago is that he's been making me eat the most crow I've ever eaten. I was con- I I I thought it was a certainty that he was going to the Rangers were not he was going to give up bad goals and the Rangers were not going to be able to rely with him on him and that. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at him and and, you know, you know, what it was even more than that, James, or more than his age and ever. It was the 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 local boy returns home. Because when does that ever work for the Rangers? Never. Ever. ever. Shattenkirk didn't work. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Like, Well, I'll say this. Fox kind of is a little Fox Fox, right? okay. Yeah, you know, that's fair. But I'm just saying, usually, for not just the Rangers, like when it's like the player finally returns home, they're just not as good as they were, because there's the added scrutiny. You know what I mean? It's just... So I was worried about that, but... I'll be damned if if you could make an argument that Quick has been better than Igor this year, which is pretty insane to say. But he, yeah, he, you know what it is? He, and I think Valcat touched on it. Um, Valcat had touched on it uh, in one of the intermission reports that Benoit Allaire has been working with Quick and the last few years Quick has been to compensate has been playing farther and farther out of his crease. So he's been leaving. <laughs> like if when he, if he goes over commits, he's in trouble because he's getting older, but he says that Benoit Allaire has him back playing deeper in the blue paint. And you might say, well, he doesn't, it's like, you know, Hank, we know used to do that. And yes, maybe quicks reaction time. Isn't what it once was, but it does give him more time to, it does give him more time to, um, to basically just make reads, you know what I mean? And there's no space behind him. So he's got to, he faces more shots head on, a little less from the side of the net. He doesn't have to scramble as much. It's just, he's where he needs to be. You know what I mean? So I'm watching him do that right now. It's with the, the, the play to the side of him. He's, you know, he's pretty tight and to his net and he's deep. He's almost, you know, back in the crease instead of trying to play out a little bit more and give up the short side. So, um, but yeah, I just, and for, by all accounts, you know, he's an awesome teammate he's an older guy. He's got a cup, he's got a winning pedigree and he's another guy this year. It seems like with him and Wheeler and obviously Peter Laviolette's really important to bring players together. Uh, he's been doing that outside of the rink too, being in, you know, making sure everyone's hanging out, which is important. I mean, uh. We're also thankful that uh, Vincent Trocek's Nona Trocek apparently invited the whole team over for a big. Apparently, this is a, a tradition two years in a row now because his first year it was last year. But because he's from Pittsburgh, whenever they're in Pittsburgh, they he invites the whole team over and his grandma makes um, his grandma makes a big feast for everyone. So there was chicken parm and all this other great Italian uh, foods and, you know, get everyone together. So. Uh, I don't know how I got here. Maybe it's just thinking about Thanksgiving tomorrow. But uh, yeah, Jonathan Quick has really surprised me, James. I think he he just I'm very confident with him in net right now. You know, he does if he gets beat, he gets beat. But, you know, I feel like the Rangers goaltenders when they're getting beat and uh, when they're getting beat this year, it's because. I think the players fail to clear the front of the crease or something of that nature, but it's not because they made a bad read. Uh, Well, other than Igor, the last few games has had some soft goals that he admittedly would want to give back. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I have all the faith in the world in Jonathan quick right now. Hopefully I don't jinx the poor guy as I say this.
1: Yeah, no. and, And, and the fact that, you know, you could rotate them and feel confident on any given night, I think does wonders for the team, which relaxes them a little bit and they play better in front of the goaltending. So it's kind of a, you know a a cycle. So, you know, you know, you know, moving past the goaltending and going into defense. You know, how do you think we are battling injuries there, especially with you know Fox being out long term? You know, how do you feel about you know Jones stepping in? You know, as our sixth defenseman, and just you know the pairings, and you know. I also want to get your take on on Miller too, because I feel like he's kind of been a turnover machine, and you know, I know. I know there's a lot of pressure on him to play big minutes and to kind of contribute offensively. Do you think that's getting to his head a little bit, um, you know, just with his play so far this season?
0: No, because I think, yes, Miller, I I could, I I could say Miller's probably had three games this year where I'm like, has made a lot of boneheaded plays. I know everyone was on him for that play he made last uh, in the Dallas game. I don't think that was his fault. I think he got Goudreau literally... Or VC, whoever it was, gave him a put put a puck, gave him a puck in a bad spot and he had to make a play or else he was going to lose it anyway. And he tried to do something cute to just keep it in in at speed. I don't really blame him for that one, but I do know what you're talking about overall. But that being said, the type of player he is, he's only going to learn with the puck on his stick. So I would rather have him at this stage. It's still he's still a net positive. And it's still I mean, he's
1: playing 23 minutes a game. So. Yeah.
0: And if it's only if it's not, it's it's it hasn't been super egregious, at least in my opinion. I'm sure, you know, that might not be the case. But um, to me, I think you want him making pucks because those games when he's on he's just such a force for the Rangers in transition with his ability to skate pucks out of his own end and put it through the neutral zone and join the rush. You know what I mean? So you got to take the good with the bad, I think in this regard as he, and you hope obviously as he matures that his risk assessment gets better or his, his, I guess his inclination to live and fight another day instead of force plays that aren't there gets better. So Cause yeah, cause there's times where he tries to do something cute and he coughs up the puck and then he has to, I think one of the reasons because he's such a rangy skater and he's confident that he can, he can cover for his mistakes. Cause we've seen him create a lot of fires and then have to go put it out, but he does put it out, <laughs> but you'd like for him not to have to put it out. But at the same time, you know, obviously that leads to breakdowns, but uh, no, I, I think. As far as the turnovers go, I'll at this point in his young career. I'm going to take the good with the bad. I still think he's a net mostly a net positive. But you know, you do hope Bobby, that the the more touches he gets, that it can help steady his game going forward.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah again, you know, you look at the minutes that he plays every given night, and the fact that you know Fox is not there, um, you know, can contribute offensively. You know, I feel like there is a lot of pressure on him, uh, but you know, I, 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 overall. Uh, he's solid. Uh, I probably expected a little bit more offensively, but I, I think in this system and with Laviolette, I think he's got a lo- still a lot of learning to do in the defensive zone, um, just angling and, and dealing with uh, you know a defensive zone you know system, along with you know having to deal with. Uh, <laughs> a New York Rangers team that is finally getting open for outlet passes and, you know, ha- doing more of the stretching pa- stretch passes into the neutral zone. And then, you know, it, it's so funny, like looking at last year, you just felt like how many times did like he have to rush the puck like up the ice to get a scoring chance? You don't see that as much this season because the New York Rangers don't have to. They actually have a system to to move the puck up the ice, so which is actually pretty
0: nice to see. Uh, uh, anything else on Miller? Um, yeah. no, not Miller. Honestly, I think for the, at least for this podcast, I I'm more interested in talking about Zach Jones, and just because it's so far, it's been pretty feast or famine for him in his NHL career. Um, as the Rangers take yet another penalty, um, on a, with a one goal lead, um, but you know, I think. As I said, for him and Schneider, when they've been paired together, it's been pretty feast or famine. And you, I think you called it that he looked good in his last few slate of games against some, maybe some more skill-oriented teams. But what, the heavier teams have really made his life very difficult, like Dallas. Um, you know, so, yeah. so And that I believe him, he was on the goals, the ice for the most goals last night. So or, or two nights ago, whatever it was against Dallas. So, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on Zach Jones? Yeah. I mean, like we've discussed before, it's <laughs>
1: the heavier teams are going to crush that kid. Uh, he, he's just, there's not a ton of weight to him. Uh, he's very light on his feet. Uh, you know, if he can, you know, find himself playing against a team, that's a little bit lighter, uh, you know, and, he can use his skill and his speed and his skating ability to kind of, you know, create time and space for himself. I think he's going to be all right, but you know, I think overall, you know, I don't trust him against heavier teams. Like you said, especially teams like Dallas, like the Minnesota wild. Um, you know, I, I just think like those teams specifically seeing those matchups, it just didn't bode well. And granted the Dallas, game didn't really build well for anybody since you know we gave up six goals and um you know
0: kind of struggled. Fairness, two of them were empty nets so
1: yeah yeah but like still it's 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 you know one of those things where you know on, on the you know on the score sheet you know we just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge the New York Rangers on what they did against Dallas I'm just not that was the throwaway game uh, and you know I don't think anyone had their best
0: game so you know, and I don't even think the they were way necessarily way. that bad. I thought, obviously, as it went on and Dallas started pushing it, just they...
1: And Dallas is a good team. It's like yeah, they're going to do that, that to good you. teams like, But that's, yeah. a,
0: that's a game I could have saw the Rangers winning. It's not like... I didn't feel like the Rangers were playing in a different stratosphere in terms of... The, like I didn't feel like there's a talent disparity that the Rangers wouldn't be able to overcome ultimately. You know what I mean? Whereas, there's some years where I'm like, the Rangers don't even play the same sport as this team they're playing. Yeah, <laughs> You know what no. I mean? Well, so, and then and then
1: you know also too it's like number one we were due for a loss uh going against a tough team in dallas on the road uh just a weird schedule you know the past few days uh kind of just a weird western you know uh you know going down to texas and then coming back up to pittsburgh you know it is what it is uh but you know again it's again it's tough to pick apart a team or a specific player when the team as itself is doing so well and you know i i don't know i mean overall you know am i in love with jones no do i trust him in the playoffs oh man i don't know about that but uh you know during the regular season as our seventh defenseman i mean i i don't know i i have full faith in him i actually like the fact that you know he's getting reps against you know nhl teams especially the heavier teams you know will teach him you know what he's capable of doing and what he can and cannot get away with so yeah it's a certainly a process with him but you know this is this is really important and a huge you know huge step in his you know hockey career and you know I don't ultimately I don't see him long term with the Rangers but you know there's going to be a team out there that will take him and and take a shot with him because he's still young enough to you know find his game but Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's so you know, what's so weird to me is like you see you see some guys that are, you know, lighter, lighter on their feet, but they like dominate the NHL like you look at it like a Quinn Hughes and he looks so small and like not tiny, but like he's just so like, I don't know, soft, like everything looks so easy and fluffy when he does stuff. And then like, you know, I don't know. You just think like he'd, he's going to get crushed out there, and he's just so smart and good with the puck, and makes every good decision that you know he just never gets touched. I don't know, I'm, like.
0: I don't Loughran, know. I'm, I'm, another one, oh boy. I, I but, know. Uh, I'm watching the game as I'm talking to. <laughs> um, he, um, but to your point, James, you know what it is though is that what Quinn Hughes does, and I'm not talking about every other aspect I, of what makes Quinn Hughes dominant. Right, right He's right. the best defenseman in the NHL this year, uh, so far, but. He defends with his feet and Jones when he plants his feet when he's defending. I mean, Jones is for his size. Yes, he's got he's got great hands and he's got great first pass and good skills and good head, but he doesn't have great feet. He's got he's got okay feet, but he doesn't he's not proactive on his retrievals. And then when the other team comes in, he literally he's so afraid of of giving up the net front that he just kind of doesn't attack. If he attacked, he'd be a lot better off, but he attacks and then he tries to play the body instead of doing what Fox does, where Fox is slow. And, you know, I'm sure Fox is definitely a little bit meatier than Jones is, although Jones is probably a little bit taller. But but I think Fox is just more of a stouter, lower center of gravity that helps him. But Fox uses a stick. He defends with his positioning and a good stick, and he's never playing the guy's body. He's playing the tripod. He's playing the puck that is basically on the blade and in the feet and to make, he makes life easy for himself. He's like, I instead of, cause you know, I think so much young players think defending is getting the puck out. When Fox is like, fuck it, I'm going to not, he's coming towards me. I'm going to help him his momentum by putting the puck into my own corner. And then I'm going to smother it. And then we can just go from there. We'll figure something out. And that's what he does. And it works. Whereas Jones is so much like, Oh God, like just kind of waving the stick back and forth as you're collapsing into your own slot it's just not going to work you know what i mean yeah and, so. and that's that's mental that's you know yeah it's mental it's that's, i've seen him have games where he's a little where he's feeling himself especially the new jersey game i thought he was p- defending more aggressively you know what i mean yeah and but you know and it goes to
1: show you it's like the the teams that you know and i know it's not to pick on new jersey but i love doing it but like I don't know. I just feel like New Jersey is a little bit lazy this year. They just expect things to happen. And when you're playing against a team like that, you have a little bit more time and space and um, you can catch teams out of position and, you know, move the puck a little bit more. And, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's different ways of, you know, approaching your game, you know, against different teams. And I think that like those games, they got to be fucking, you know, you know, for him, especially they got to be fucking great. Like, you know, you know, the team's not going to really forecheck that hard. Um, you know, you're going to have a little bit more time and space to make a pass. Uh, the pressure, you know, is off a little bit. And, you know, I, I think for him, that's, that's important, but you know, you got to live and learn. You got to, you know, I think, you know, some players it's important for them to see ice time, uh, even when they're struggling. So uh, I think he's probably one of them. And, and, you know, if there's one silver lining of this Fox injury is that, you know, he gets a big dose of, of playing time and, you know, living the NHL life and playing every day. And I think that's important. So, uh, you know, hopefully he can continue to develop and get better and and learn from his mistakes and, and, you know, find ways to adapt against the the styles of different teams. Uh, yeah. But overall, you know, I can't really complain too much about our, like our defense. They're never, you know it's even with Fox out I just feel like we still it's not like over the past couple of years we're like we're missing that seventh or that sixth defenseman we're missing them uh and this year you feel like you have it, especially with the addition of Gustafson who's been geez, uh, just a godsend so uh, oh he's been awesome yeah and and you know doesn't doesn't uh you know sk- skip a beat you know in terms
0: of uh, offensive production with Fox out Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York, 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling by calling 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Halloween is come and gone, and now the holiday season is upon us. And you know what that means. uh, Absolute chaos. Now, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. And why not take care of it now, before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. Yep, right now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before, uh, and I in the past I've told you How much I love my Raycon uh, everyday earbuds, use them for when I'm working out or going out, running errands, going on a walk so I can uh, watch some show from my laptop while I'm over uh, doing the dishes. Uh, They are incredible and they just make the uh, mundane things a little bit more enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, absolutely a huge fan of them. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, which are known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And just this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star-reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And their faucet filter ultra-filters in the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring that the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half of the price of other premium tech brands, it's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. So to get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, and with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds now and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off of Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN.
1: And then offensively, I gotta, you know, one of the players, I got to eat crow a little bit. Uh, Lafreniere has obviously turned it up. I mean, how much do you think that is playing with Panarin? And how much do you think that is of, you know, him feeling himself and being confident? Because I definitely see a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, it's definitely both. It's you know I think um, I think obviously you have to be in a position to succeed. So you're gonna get more chances to help your confidence when you're playing Panera and Even if you're not converting, you're like, oh, at least I'm getting pucks in good areas and I'm making, I getting ch- scoring chances. You know what I mean? So that's got to help them. You definitely whatever Laviolette's been telling him, like, look, or told him early on, like, just do, just play, just play your game, and don't worry so much. About I'm not gonna like if it doesn't go right immediately I'm not gonna switch you up you know what I mean so he's done that and it lo and behold it's worked and now he's noticeable every game he was noticeable against Dallas he's having he's having breakaways every game and considering how much Ranger fans for the past few years have complained about him not moving his feet it's he does it he's he has some of the best hustle in the team so far this year you know what I mean yeah well you know what it, you know what it is too it's like uh, the
1: previous years you'd see him skate down the ice like a maniac and throw a big hit. And you're like, why don't you like put that same effort in the puck pursuit? Yeah. For puck pursuit. And now that he's doing that, it's, it's like mind numbing how different his game looks. It's like, yeah, you, you know, just to throw a big hit. I know like you want to get yourself into the game, but Holy shit. I mean, his, his puck pursuit is want and drive to an urgency uh, to make plays and, and, create something and win a loose puck it's just you know i don't know if it's the pressure of playing with panarin but holy shit man does he look good uh at times and you know i think i still think he's you know learning on the fly sometimes i think he tries to do a little bit too much uh you know i'd like to actually see him you know hold the puck you know a little bit more you know that extra second sometimes because uh, sometimes he'll throw a pass across the ice and he definitely learns that from panarin because panarin's the king of that but uh you know, I'd like to see him, you know, be a little confident, you know, you know, hold the puck along the boards, you know, make a ring ring turn and, and you know, uh, you know, bust out of pressure. So we'll see. I mean, it's nice uh, that he's picked it up. And w- we said this from the very beginning, Andy, if him and Kako don't, you know, wake up this year, you know, we're going nowhere fast. So, uh, you yeah. so we're halfway what, there. We're
0: halfway there. I mean, obviously, the play of Vinny Trochuk also can't be understated since. Oh, geez getting he with Heatel going out that line yeah. is really taken off and i mean they were playing well with Heatel, obviously but i think the good news is that uh nice is rangers get a, a power play here um with two minutes 43 seconds left um but it he does so much all over the ice his his defensive plays turning the puck the other way that he does the the first man in have you know he he gets into it he's a little bit ratty it, it, what a great signing when you you're telling me that the New York Rangers decided to sign him instead of uh Ryan Strom or Andrew Kopp. not that Cop was bad with the Rangers but I what a that was a yet another uh good move by Chris Drury you know what i mean so, uh, he, Trochuk's been incredible for that line, helping them do the hard work, but, and it's got, I think seeing those two put in hard work also rubs off on Panarin for his standards. He's playing great defensive hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you
1: know, I, it's great to see, you know, it's great to see obviously the defense, but as long as, as we can produce and listen, we're let's, let's be honest too. We're not the best five on five team in the league. So, you know, our power play does kind of have to stay hot for us to, I think, continue to have success. And I'm not saying, you know, we're going to go, you know, nine, nine and one every 10 games. But, you know, I expect the New York Rangers to obviously stay above 500 and, um, you know, continue to play, you know, even 650 hockey. Uh, You know, it's great that, you know, we're also, you know committing ourselves to defensive play, but we're also, you know, not completely throwing away the five on five game. We're not, you know, taking advantage of the power plays and uh, honestly playing this team game has given us a little bit more momentum, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, being able to throw in pressure and create, you know, penalties and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, there's more to just, you know, playing lockdown defense, you know, it does give you, you know it does give you opportunities on the power play uh because structure just kills teams uh because you force them to make bad decisions and you know you know do stupid things uh you know so yeah i the overall man this this team if they can just stay healthy i i have a, i have a good feelings and i know i i know i don't want to get my hopes up but I really do, you know, have a have a good feeling, especially come playoff time, because systems is almost everything. Special teams is a huge part, and we're checking all the boxes, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess the one elephant in the room that Hopefully. I think we might have to talk about is that uh, Meek is and to a lesser extent, Chris Kreider. Um, I feel like they're getting chances. And I feel like the effort is there, but the production is non-existent. I mean, I honestly feel like Mika's technically been better than Kreider this year. Although Kreider has a little bit more to show for it. But uh, let's talk about Mika first. What do you think this will sort itself out? What do you think's going on here? Is it the new dad thing? Is, Is he, you know, is he just exhausted and it's just affecting his on ice play? is it just unlucky so far what, what do you think's going on with, with Mika Zibanejad um I, well there's a couple things
1: man i think i think number 1 uh the right side on that line has been pretty weak offensively uh that's you a good know point. i i i think that's a huge factor you know and i don't think listen he he's on a line essentially by himself and i and i and i mean that Like you know, I mean that. I guess I guess it has to be in a negative way. I didn't want to put a negative spin on this, but let's be honest here. I mean, Chris Kreider is not the most creative five-on-five player. Uh, And then you know you have Kako and Wheeler. You know, kind of you know that have been on the right-hand side on that line. And let's face it, that they haven't really done anything those two to earn you know a a spot on the top line. In my opinion, you know, Kako is kind of there by default. uh, You know. So again, I don't want to judge Mika completely, but there are times where I've seen Mika by himself take over games and we haven't seen that, but it's different this year. You know, he doesn't have the freedom oh that he's used to have. Oh God, you're ahead of me by like 10 seconds.
0: <laughs> the Rangers were trying to kill this game and <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll let you, you'll all see right. it. Thanks. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I do think the weakness on the right has really has also hurt, hurt them. I think if you, you know, uh, I, I would not be averse to giving Kako another try back up there. It's not like wheelers. Yes. I'm happy with the, the hockey wheelers playing currently, but that being said, like you said, this team goes nowhere unless Capo Kako and Lafreniere are producing. We got one of them there. If we get the other one there, that's the difference. Not if, you know, I have more faith in that than Blake Wheeler turning back the hands of time. So I think, you know, if at a certain point, when they're, I mean, obviously if the Rangers are winning, it's one thing, but let's say they lose a game or two here or there, or there's an injury, just whatever, there's a chance to to maybe give Kako another try up the lineup. They should, I think they should do it.
1: I definitely agree with that. And, and, you know, I also think, that they're probably going to go make a trade. And I would imagine they'd, oh, if yeah. they're going
0: to bring in a forward, they're going to bring in a right winger. Uh, and not. Well, here's, say a, that, here's a question. I mean, sure. obviously there's all this talk about Patrick Kane so badly wanting to come back here. It's a, one of the reasons why that hasn't. Is that real? Yeah. You think?
1: Okay. All right. Well,
0: I, I'll go along. I, I don't nice. think it's real, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, it was reported by Friedman and Kaplan. And Jonathan Quick gets his second shutout of the year. How about that? How about that, jo- Johnny? Really
1: Claire. really just there's not enough eggs right now in the world to smash over your your head, Andy. I did. <laughs> I'm a,
0: I'm a, a I'm a loser. I'm a big <laughs> bum. I'm a fraud loser. 60th um, career second you know 60th six, career shut out for quick second of the year. All right. He, you know, uh but you know that being said, uh yeah, I you know, it was reported by both Friedman and Emily Kaplan that Patrick Kane, his he wanted to come back. He felt like he wasn't his best version of himself with the hip, So he wanted to run it back at the Rangers. Basically, Christopher is like, we can't give you term. We don't I, you know, he doesn't want to give him term, but they didn't say that. They're like, we don't have the cap space to give you term. We don't have the cap space to give you AAV. So you figured, all right. The other problem is the other places where he kind of wants to go stink. Buffalo stinks. Although Dallas could be good, but at the same time he I think he he did it was said that he would prefer to be in the Eastern Conference his father lives in Buffalo still and he refuses to fly, so he wants the travel to be easier. Um again, I hope it's not the Rangers. I even if he's like I will come to you for league minimum and just you can pay me all in bonuses for one season. I don't want it. I the, the numbers for hip resurfacing are not great. And like you said James, this team uh, they're they're close, and I think if you're gonna, if you're a betting man, you you have to go. Yeah, I think if you're so, oh, you're man, not taking Kane for eight fifty. I don't. It's not even. I don't know, man, because you only get one. They're only gonna get one guy. And do you really want to get the guy who got hip resurfacing surgery? And the numbers on players, how long players play after hip resurfacing sur- surgery is like thirty five games. <laughs> it's like. I just uh, listen. If there's anyone who can beat the odds, uh, do I think it's Patrick Kane? Yes. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, do you bring him in for you know in January, February? You also. The problem is that it's usually if you're like it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I also feel like Patrick Kane is the type of player that it makes you gives you pause about like benching him or not playing him or saying it didn't work out and uh, protect his legacy and all this other bullshit. Honestly, I wonder. How much is Tarasenko making? Is he making six million this year
1: in no, Ottawa? No, he's not. He's not making that much. I think he's making five because I think we said we, they could take fifty percent and bring him yeah. in for two and a half million or something like that.
0: Yeah, how? how I haven't really been keeping tabs right on now. Ottawa. I feel like they're up and down. Nope, they're still bottom of the league. They're sixteen. They are 16th. they did not make the playoffs. Sixteen points in uh, fifteen games. So unless they go in a hell of a heater, but um, yeah, I mean, this is his only year for them, right? kind of had a bet In on one himself year. Year. yeah yeah would you be averse to a tarasenko reunion he played pretty good oh, for the rangers
1: dude. vladimir tarasenko five million dollar deal is a ufa next year He's 31 years old uh i don't know a stat line uh but yeah I, I he's got a no trade clause i would imagine he'd waive it right for an opportunity to come back to new york i mean he had a positive experience i think but he wanted money so he knew he was never going to come back to the rangers Yeah, if you can bring Tarasenko in here for $2.5 done deal. I mean, I don't know what you're going to have to move around him. I would imagine Goudreau is gone, which kind of sucks. Gaudreau is going to be a player you're going to want for the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I know that price is pretty steep for him. But, you know, if you could find a way to make it work with moving, you know, someone else, a couple other players you know i hate to say wheeler or something like that but yeah you know you can find cheaper cheaper uh assets out there although wheeler <laughs> so, is not
0: much cheaper sorry i'm laughing at uh someone in pittsburgh up against who was bought tickets where the opposing team leaves the ice made a little sign that says hey truba your art sucks <laughs> well uh that's listen i fans are 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 petty petty people you know, I think that's pretty funny. Trying to oh understand. yeah, man. Uh, uh, I know we're we're talking about this in real time because the game just ended, but it's like, you know, for Chris and Jari to play that well and yet quick to come out on top, that's pretty good to win a what because most games where the goaltender's playing as well as Jari's playing, you lose that game, right? But absolutely,
1: and the fact that it's a road game, you just got your you know, but nah, I shouldn't say shellacked, but you, you know, you took a beat down that you haven't really experienced before, Uh, you know, this year. So, you know, for you to come back and win a one nothing game on the road against the Pittsburgh penguin team that, you know, they, they've been better. I mean, they're six and four in their last 10. So, you know, they, they, they're on the uptrend for sure. Uh, They're, you know, outside the playoff picture right now, but you knew, you knew they were going to come back. Pittsburgh is always that team that starts off slow and then, finds a rhythm and they're just so well coached and so well led um, by, you know, Sidney Crosby that, you know, they just find ways to stay relevant. So the fact that the Rangers got a, uh, a win here in regulation, is just, it's unbelievable. I just, I'm like, I'm laughing because it's just like, you know, where the fuck did all this happen? Like I, I was ready to not even do the podcast anymore. I gave up on this team and then here i am they're eight you know 8-1-1 one, one in the last 10 or i guess they're going to be 9 1 i don't know 9-1-0 mhm i don't know who knows uh so yeah it's just unbelievable they just keep finding ways to win and uh, man i just can't be happier andy i am a happy yeah happy i mean man.
0: that would put them with at 20 so that puts the rangers at 27 points in uh, 17 games played the only two teams ahead of them are Boston, who's in first, and then Vegas, who's in second with 28 points. But they have – the Rangers would then have – Vegas has already played 19 games. And are they playing tonight? Is Vegas – And they're playing tonight. Yeah, Yeah, Vegas plays tonight. So Vegas will have played – the Rangers have played 17 games, and Vegas had played 20 games. So there's a chance the Rangers could be second in the league (laughs) sooner rather than later. So pretty crazy to think about. It's it's wild. And, man,
1: I I really – again – Totally expected this week to kind of be a shit show week. Uh, yeah. You know, our next game, tough, tough, tough matchup. Philadelphia, 1 p.m. Philly is the king of 1 p.m. games. They never lose. And they're good uh, this I, year. And they're and coaches. They're, yep. I mean, again, we spoke about, you know, I think I touched on this last podcast. I mean, they're they're just a shitty team to have to play at 1 p.m., uh, you know, especially after, you know, Thanksgiving, which uh, bet the under and bet philly. I think it's a safe bet. We'll see. It's going to be, you know, 8-6 philly, uh, you know, but you know, again, I, if we can somehow squeak out a win against philly,
0: Boston then becomes is second <laughs> second in our division right now. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Although if we can have some somehow games played on
1: Washington, beat philly, and then, you know, you can the throwaway game is the Saturday against Boston at home. Just you're just
0: not going to win that game. It, we're it w- playing them. We're playing Boston at their home or our home at the Garden.
1: No, at the uh, Madison Square Garden. Rangers are back home, so we're on the road against Philly uh, on Friday, one o'clock, and then Saturday, right back at it with a one o'clock game at home against Boston, which will be a fucking. That'll be a test. That will certainly be a test. And then, uh, and then we're back home on Monday against the Buffalo Sabers. Who are struggling, but they always find a way to be super competitive against us. So, and the schedule gets a little bit softer, I'd say, after that. So, it's uh, again important to beat the teams you're capable of beating and, you know, just play 500 hockey against the better teams in the league and you're going to find yourself sitting pretty in the playoffs. So, yeah. Uh,
0: you got anything else, Andy? No, I mean, like i said vibes pretty good for the new york rangers right now uh i i know it's become a bit of a tradition on this podcast but we say it every year um is there anything you're looking forward no matter what 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 plans you have tomorrow is there anything you're looking forward to eating tomorrow doesn't have to be traditional thanksgiving food it can be yeah i well to be honest with you man i didn't
1: expect to even have a thanksgiving dinner uh, you know um, my wife being due any day now and yeah, you're second. supposed
0: to you were supposed to have another turkey coming out of the oven
1: yeah uh, so again I, I've been craving mashed potatoes and corn I mix those two up always yeah. always good uh, and then uh, I'm a big casserole guy so if it's green bean broccoli whatever it is I'm down for it Um. and then uh, let's see if, if I had to give you one more thing I am gonna have to say, you know, I'm gonna go with my sweet tooth. I'm gonna say, uh, you know, a, a nice piece of uh, apple pie. Hopefully, that's available.
0: What about you? Yeah. Hmm. You know, every year it's this. Usually the same. It's usually stuffing, which is my big, which is always amazing. But you know what? Uh, two things. One, my grandmother makes baked clams that are amazing, Ooh, yeah. which I always love. And the other is. I I you know what I got to say I am late convert to the cranberry on the the cranberry sauce on the turkey. Oh, for years delicious. I it wasn't my wasn't my thing. I just didn't like it. Didn't like the taste or whatever. But as you get older, your palate changes and now I absolutely love it. So um, I will say this, obviously, I don't and I, I don't mind the cranberry because everyone says you got to obviously get the, the one in the can that when it comes out, it looks like the, mm-hmm. the mold of the can, right? Oh, yeah. But I, I like that cranberry sauce. Don't get me wrong, but I have also, uh, there is a place near me that has some really good like preserves and sauces and they have a cranberry sauce that's incredible, like really, 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 really good. You know, not not overly sweet, just clearly natural and not processed. And now there's anything wrong with that because I love that cranberry sauce, too. But uh, it's just so good. It's got the little cranberries in it. And, so yeah, so no matter what I end so I'm going to bring a jar of that just in case to make sure I have it. But so, yeah, I'm actually for once looking forward to, you know, the turkey with the gravy and the cranberry sauce mixed together. Not that I don't always, but usually there's some other things like mashed potatoes and stuffing that take uh, precedent for me. So Yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to. So I guess that's going to do it for this one. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Like I said, I hope you if you are spending Thanksgiving, no matter what your plans are, uh, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving or not, we thank you all for listening in. Uh, And it's just great this time of the year that the holiday season is truly upon us and we can just mostly be thankful for one another and the New York Rangers playing some. Just some solid, solid, delicious, tasty, juicy hockey. Mm. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.